Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Lions are here. TalkSport is the only place you'll hear live full-match commentary of the British and Irish Lions versus South Africa. In the first test, live from Cape Town. Try given! This Saturday afternoon, exclusively on TalkSport. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Evening. How you doing? I'm Tim Cocker, and this is the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. And the big news today, Warren Gatland has named his side to take on South Africa on Saturday. Now, admittedly, that is a day earlier than originally planned. So over the next hour, we'll have plenty of reaction to the 23 players selected to face the Springboks. You're going to hear from Warren Gatland himself and Alan Wynne-Jones, the tour captain who will complete a miraculous return when he starts on Saturday. Remember, he dislocated his shoulder in the first warm-up match. Whatever, no big deal for Alan Wynne-Jones. Plus, we're going to be giving a voice to the fans across the British and Irish Isles who will be, well, they will have been debating that Lions side for days and weeks, and now we have it. What do they think? No Josh Adams, three Scots in the 15s, loads to get into. Uh, so we'll hear from the fans shortly. This is the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Another big show on the way. Now, I'll be honest with you, I, I had uh, I had a, I just had a quiet moment in a darkened room on my own after yesterday's show. It was hectic. A brilliant, but hectic. If you listened, we had uh, an hour where we spoke to England and Lions legend Will Greenwood among it. And as... I was speaking to him and asking him his opinions on the squad. The 23-man squad was leaked by the Times. Got his opinion at the moment. Listen back to that. It was fun. Uh, Then we heard the news that the Lions have brought their team announcement forward to 10 a.m. today. So we now have the side. The Lions squad to take on South Africa is in the front row, uh, Wynne Jones, Luke Cowan, Dickey and Tyg Furlong. Uh, In the second row, Maru Itoji, partnering Alan Wynne Jones. In the back row, Courtney Laws, Tom Curry and Jack Conan. Not many people would have gone for that trio, I reckon. Uh, Ali Price has pipped Connor Murray to start nine. Dan Bigger at fly half. Centres of Robbie Henshaw and Elliot Daly with Duan van der Merwe, Anthony Watson on the wings with Stuart Hogg in the back three. The bench is Ken Owens, Rory Sutherland, Carl Sinclair, Tygburn, Hamish Watson, Connor Murray, Owen Farrell and Liam Williams. So to confirm, that is just one change from the side that was leaked yesterday evening with Liam Williams on the bench instead of Ian Henderson. So uh, one of the fascinating elements of uh, of that starting side, when you look at it, is um, well, it's the lack of game time some of the combinations have had. And Warren Gatland was asked about that earlier. That wasn't our thinking at all. You know, we've just we looked at the team 
and picked what we thought were you know the best the best team f- for the weekend. Uh, I said it was a robust debate. We we're an hour and a half in selection. It was the hardest selection meeting I've ever been in. Asked the coaches to come along with their their twenty threes, and we were all different. And I can say that you know no one we all had to compromise in in terms of that and and, and debate positions and selections and uh, and that's the way it should be. And uh, I know a lot of people sort of out there and think it's the team that I select and it's never been the way, whether it's been with Wales or the, or the Lions, it's important that as coaches, we all have a an input into the makeup of the squad and it's the way that I've always always done things. So uh, I can tell you not, not, not one of the coaches got the 23 that they, um, they had come along to the meeting with. And I think that's credit to the players about how even as coaches, you know, we were all thinking about different permutations and, and combinations as well and 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 what the makeup of the the 23 looked like. Um, so, yeah, it was some long discussions. And to, just to give you an idea, I think in the forward pack, we had this four of the same eight. And, and in the back line, we only had three of the same same seven between the, between the five of us. So it, it's a great place to be in because there's so many players in the squad putting their hands up and making it difficult for us. Lions head coach Warren Gatland talking about how tough the selection was after naming his 23-man squad to take on South Africa this Saturday. Commentary of that game and all the test matches on Talk Sport, of course. Uh, Alfie Reynolds, Talk Sports Alfie Reynolds is with me. Um, what do you make of that 23? I think I'm still recovering, Tim, over, over the last day or so we've had here on the Lions Daily. Um, I think the nature of this Lions squad is... We can debate so many of the positions and I'm really looking forward to getting some fans on in a short while and and hearing what the fans have to say about this. So I think there's so many positions you can debate, but the squad has been so good. There's been so many strong performances that there aren't too many where I'm thinking, that's ridiculous, why has he done that? The the only one that I kind of think that's really harsh and, and a big surprise to me is no Josh Adams. That, and I think, you know, a lot, a lot of people will mention that. But no, Josh Adams and Duan van der Merwe, we mentioned it on the show. We have a few concerns about Duan van der Merwe defensively. But clearly, you know, he's been picked on on what he can do. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. That seems to be a, a positive selection in the sense that they're going his upside. What he can do outweighs any reservations you might have. Uh, I, I just hope maybe... Um, they can engineer a situation where Anthony Watson is the winger defending Cheslin Colby and then when they're in attack, flip it over and have Duan van der Merwe running at Cheslin Colby. That would work. I'll be honest, I don't think it's as ridiculous as it sounds in that, look, of course they can't do it all the time, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Watson trying to match up on Colby more from set piece moves and line outs and scrums and, and things like where it's where it's easier to potentially switch the wingers uh, I think they could they they may well approach it in that way but look we'll wait and see I think overall it's a strong squad I think there's some bold calls in there as well Tim it, it, there's some quite differences from the teams that that me and you picked um, but a lot of those players have been picked on form some of them haven't been picked on form at all really and it's maybe more credit in the bank so it's a, it's a fascinating team and just to v- very quickly pick up on what Warren Gatlin was answering a question about there he was asked about the combinations and lack of game time and just to put that in perspective the back three Hogwarts and Duan have never played as a trio on the tour or ever clearly uh, the halfbacks of Ali Price and Dan Bigger have never played together uh, Wynne Jones Luke Cowan Dickey and Tyg Furlong the front row have never played as a three and the back row Courtney Laws Jack Conan and Tom Curry have never played as a three. So Warren Gatlin was not joking when he said a little bit earlier in the tour, he's not going to show his hand before the first test. And also, how much did we hear him talk about looking at combinations and seeing how people go and things like that? And 
I don't think that he was completely lying there, but equally it's maybe not as important as maybe we were looking at it because I think we were looking at that and saying, right, so these people are playing together. How has that worked? When it was uh, Farrell at 12 and Bigger at 10, I mean, of course they, they, they would have analysed that and seen how it went, but I think, I think it's fair to say it, it wasn't as big a steer on selection as we maybe thought it was going to be. Yeah, and clearly, and we have been said, and lots of people have pointed out, that the opposition they've faced, with the exception, exception of the, a pretty full, fully loaded Springbok A-side, has not been... Um, at that same level and so clearly I think a lot of these decisions have been made with the training that they've done on their own. Yeah and it says a lot as well that Warren Gatland said it today he said it in the clip we just heard and we've also heard a number of the other coaches uh, over the last few days say it's the hardest selection that they've been involved in. I think that reveals an, an awful lot and maybe this is one of those Lions squads Tim and it's probably coincidence more than anything else but there aren't too many players that are absolutely nailed on to start. There's an awful lot up for debate and players that they could have chosen but they haven't been able to which I think is just a a, a dynamic of this particular Lions tour yeah uh, I think you were right to point out Josh Adams is one you instantly sort of feel he'll he'll feel hard done by Ian Henderson as well yeah I feel for him because he he still hasn't got a test start and uh, he must have been thinking this was his moment and well it's it's a three it's a three test series so uh, we'll see but just one final word Elliot Daly and Jack Conan they're big stories because they went from not being in many people's squads pre-tour to starting the first test. That is amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. And they've both, they've both played so well. Again, going back to the whole who he's picked on form, though those are two that have absolutely got on that tour and then their form has warranted a place in the test team. We've documented Elliot Daly in particular quite a bit on the show about how you know we didn't necessarily think his form warranted it, but he's been absolutely brilliant. And Jack Conan yeah. as well at number eight. Again, most people would have had Falatau going into the tour at least, would have had Falatau as their number eight. Yeah, just to emphasise how good the squad is though, I reckon if Warren Gatland had just chucked all the names into a tombola, given it a spin and then picked him out at random, it still would have gone, oh, yeah, that's a pretty decent team. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but I think there's only a couple that you'd say they shouldn't be near a test team. Do you know what I mean? That There's only a couple in that squad that you would say, yeah, they, they probably haven't done enough. Everyone else is is genuinely in, in the mix for selection, I think. That's that's either you being uh, cowardly or just really nice. Well, I'm being nice. Listen, yeah. it's the positives today, Tim. It's about who <laughs> well, has been selected. Absolutely. And, and talking of the positives, Alan Wynne-Jones, he's going to be captaining the Lions this weekend and will become the first player of the professional era to play in 10 test matches. And he told TalkSport, that it means so much to him to be involved on Saturday, having returned from injury. Pretty uh, whistle-stop for me since I spoke to Gats uh, and um, some of the management about uh, being involved on Saturday, literally off the plane, because we hadn't really got that far, obviously, because you know, the timelines had moved forward a little bit. So I was fortunate enough to get uh, the game time on the Saturday and put myself in contention. So to be uh, sitting here now and involved in the test, because everything I've worked for really over the last... You know, if I would, I'd be lying if I say it was two years. It's probably four years. Um, obviously, when you finish a, a series or a tour, you don't know whether you're going to do a next one. On a lot of games, go under the bridge, as it were. Um, so to be sitting here now you know, is, is is a very very special thing. But um, like I say, it's only a, a, a very um, short step towards what's going to be hopefully a very um, enjoyable week. You can hear a bit of emotion with uh, AWJ there, couldn't you? I think one of the really nice things about it is Alan Wynne-Jones, what was it, 148 appearances for his country. He's played at World Cups. He's captained them to Six Nations titles. He's been on numerous Lions tours. 
but it still means so much to him. I think that's the the really nice thing there. There, there, there would have been a lot of players that I think would have been gutted to miss out had they, you know, picked up that injury. But they'd probably look at their career and say, do you know what? I've, I've had a really good run. And, and maybe it wouldn't quite have the impact on them emotionally as as some others. But Alan Wynne-Jones there, I mean, he is delighted to be back in that team. Yeah, I, I suppose, as he sort of said, he's, he's had this tour in his mind for four years and the, the carrot dangling in front of him this this Lions series and another and another chance at history would have uh, would have kept him going on those dark nights uh, down at the Liberty Stadium is it in Swansea for yeah, the Ospreys yeah, yeah. yeah uh, where, where those times when there's no crowds those times when he's his, his body's starting to ache a little bit but uh, fair play what an absolutely um, what an epic story that is and uh, just to point out as well he'll be partnering uh, Maru Itoji um and they started together in the second and third tests in New Zealand. So there's one combination that that have have got some time under their belt together. Yeah, no, exactly. I think they were brilliant as well in in New Zealand. Yeah. The pair of them. I'm still intrigued with Alan Wynne Jones. To me, look, I, I completely trust in the medical staff and the coaching staff that they are very comfortable. Alan Wynne Jones coming and slotting in. It's a very different proposition starting against South Africa in the first test of a Lion series than coming off the bench against the Stormers on the weekend. I'm still interested to see how he goes on the weekend. Well, whatever selection Warren Gat would have, would have made in the second row, because all the there were so many gr- worthy contenders, there would have been... If it, if it doesn't go well on Saturday, there'll be lots of Monday morning quarterbacks who... Uh, who uh, have twenty twenty vision uh, retrospectively, but that, that's that's why Warren Gatland is there to to make those big calls. And on this one, it's hard to it's hard to doubt the credentials. So uh, there we go. There's plenty to talk about. It's the Lions Daily on Talksport Two with the famous Grouse, the spirit of rugby. Eighteen plus. Be drink aware. Commentary of the whole tour and all three of these massive test matches between the Lions and South Africa on Talksport. Where next we're going to be joined by fans from across the British Isles and Ireland to get their reaction to Warren Gatland's side for this first test. There's some quality in this squad and, uh, you know, the guys who are going to be playing, uh, I, I think they're going to be very thankful. The guys who are missing out are going to be very unlucky. My starting front row and team would be Makovanapola, Luke Cowandicki, Tag Furlong. If he's fit, Alwyn Jones and Maru Toji. I'd actually go Courtney Laws at six. I'd go um, Tom Curry at eight and I'd have Hamish Watson at seven. I would love to have seen Curry and Watson actually play left and right during some of those build-up games. I think he goes big game beast at nine, Connor Murray. And he goes with Dan Bigger. Me, personally, I, I stick Henshaw in. Elliot Daly's could play his way in with his left peg. With Liam and Hoggy at the back, you know, they're both unbelievable players, probably up there with the best in the world in their positions. The same with the wing when you've got Dewey, Josh and Zamo. We've talked about um, this being a squad effort throughout the whole campaign, throughout the whole tour. It's not just the starting 15, but the, the, the guys coming off the bench are going to have a significant impact and they need to have an impact. What does anyone know when it comes to trying to predict uh, a Lions side? Well, with this Lions tour, we don't have the travelling sea of red. But here on Lions Daily, we try and give a voice to the fans, let you have your, sh- your say. Uh, and frankly, there's no better time to hear from the fans than after Warren Gatland has named his side for the first test earlier today. Some big calls in there. So let's get straight to the fans. And uh, well, firstly, TalkSport 2's Jeremy Fulham is with me in the studio. How you doing, Jez? I'm good, Tim. Good to make my uh, my triumphant return to Lion City. <laughs> that accent gives away his Irish leaning. Uh, well, and I need to stress that because some people at work might have been confused because the other week you were wearing an Italy football shirt. So um... Yeah, basking <laughs> in it. You told me not to wear it on Sunday and uh, I did actually. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> let me also welcome on Di, uh, a proud Welshman. How are you doing, Di? 
How's it going? You're right. I'm very well. And Andy, Scotland fan. Andy. Hi, Tim. Hiya. Now, guys, we've got every corner of our fine lands represented right now. Let's um, let, let's let's all be respectful and keep it, uh, keep the camaraderie going. Let's celebrate as well. And uh, I want you to feel like you can just chip in at any time. So, uh, but I'll come to you firstly, Jez. Your reaction to uh, Warren Gatland's squad. I, I know you've got a bias in this camp because you're a mate of Jack Conan's. Yeah, Jack Conan was on my team in school. I mentioned this a few weeks ago when I was chatting with Hannah Wilkes. So uh, delighted for Jack. He's uh, he's had a difficult few years with injury. He was you know barely in the uh, in the Ireland setup come the start of the year. Only got into towards the end due to a concussion to Caelan Doris at number eight. Played excellently against England and hasn't really put a foot wrong since. And I'm delighted for him. He's you know a lot of people were surprised to see him included. Talupi Falatau would have been the obvious obvious choice for many at number eight given his experience on previous tours. But every chance Conan's been given on tour so far, he's taken it. And you know he's obviously doing something right in training and something better than Simmons and Falatau. So yeah, delighted for him. Yeah. However, from another Irish point of view, mm-hmm. the one I was not surprised at all was uh, was to see Conor Murray on the bench. I don't think he's uh, he's impressed me too much this tour. Fair, absolutely fair points both. Um, Andy, I've got to speak to you, fella. I mean, there yeah. were there were there are more Scottish players in the twenty-three for this game than went on the entire tour last time out. How are you feeling? I'm very chuffed to have three for the test team and two on the bench. I thought Amos should have uh, been picked instead of um, Curry. His stats are much better. Oh, so come on, you're, mo- you're moaning. You- <laughs> You've got record numbers for for a while, and it's still not enough. He's on the bench, and it's Tom Curry. He's on the bench, yeah, but I think Gary Curry should have been on the bench. Have you? Well, come on, it's- he's Tom Curry. I'm going to stick up for Tom Curry in that one. Have you seen the man? He's an absolute beast, and we're playing against South Africa. So I, I-, I actually look at this like if-, if they need to come up with something... Uh, pull a rabbit out of a hat with 20 minutes to go. Hamish Watson's the kind of guy that can come on and have a, have a big moment, get a penalty from a turnover, or just have an, an explosive break. I think that, that's exactly how it could work. Hamish Watson is a, is someone who ups the tempo when, uh, when people are feeling a little bit tired and, and things have slowed down a bit. I mean, it, it, it's a test match, and you know, it might get a bit flat 60, 50 minutes in. Hamish Watson's someone who comes on with 20 minutes to go and makes a big explosive inclusion. You know, Eddie Jones uses the word all the time. He's a finisher. Mm. Uh, and Di, uh, when you look at the people uh, excluded or missed out, uh, Jez has already mentioned Talupe Falatau, but Josh Adams as well. How, how are you feeling today? Mixed mixed emotions? Um, yeah, I am, to be fair. I think when you look at the forwards, I do think they, they pick themselves. I think that's a, that is a pr- pretty good selection with it. I know... With I, I did think Hamish Watson would be in. I did think he would be in there over Courtney Laws, to be fair. Uh, but you can see what he's going for with that back row. It, it's power there. He's really going for for power plays there and strong runners. With Falatau, I thought he would get it with his experience. But on form, Conan's definitely definitely ahead of him on form. I, I just, I'm not sure if Falatau was quite back to the Falatau that we've known from years before. I know he had a good Six Nations and everything, but he still felt slightly off the pace from what, what you'd expect. And so that's no real biggie. The, the big ones for me is the back three. I expected to see uh, Adams in there, and I expected to see Reece Samet as well, just purely, purely because of his finishing. I, I can understand. I'm going to play devil's advocate on that one. Uh, I thought Lewis Reece Samet was exposed a little bit 
in in previous games. Was it the Springbok A game? I think it was. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, you suddenly saw that he's a twenty year old who's only been playing senior rugby for a couple of years. He's a, a, an absolute generational talent. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think at, at this level, he should soak up every bit of experience he can from this tour, and he'll be blinding on the next one. But I, I, I do. He, he would make me nervous going up against. Um, uh, a world champion Springbok side at, at this stage. I, d- I don't know if anyone else wants to chip in on on that one or the back three in general. Where, where, yeah. who, well, I mean, did did, 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 everyone, did everyone think Josh Adams, Andy? I'll jump to you. Yeah, I, I had Josh Adams and Van der Meer with Hoggy at fifteen. Hoggy, Hoggy at fifteen. That's that's a lovely story as well, isn't it? After the bad luck he's had uh, the yeah. last couple of tours. Yeah, that, 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 see him get a test jersey. Yeah. Well, hold on. We've got a couple of days yet. He needs to stay away from Conor Murray's elbows. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> See, that's the thing, isn't it? Whatever, whatever happens with this test, I think we, there's a good chance we could see a completely different second test. How many people are going to take bumps in this one and they're not going to take part for the rest of the tour? So it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like at, at the end of this game and what we're looking at for the next two tests. It is a fair shout. I'm just going to pick up on the back row thing um, because uh, I think it was, Di, you mentioned that he's gone for power. And Will Greenwood yesterday, who was was on the line when the leaked team came out, so he got his initial raw thoughts unfiltered. And he said, oh, I'm not sure about the back row. It feels like he's picked something a bit too one-dimensional. Jez, do you think that's a fair comment? Uh, no, I actually I listened to that clip this morning and and I I quite disagreed. I am I'm going to go back to Jack Conan because there's someone I I know his game very well. His footwork before contact is very very good, and yep. he isn't someone who just always tries to run through South Africa. And one thing we know about South Africa is, I think it was a famous quote from Sri McGeekin: "You're not going to beat South Africa by running at them. They put up a brick wall, so you're going to have to find ways to run around them and run through them. So uh, sorry, and and you know be clever with them." So I, I think Gatland, you know, Gatland's as, as cute as most people. He's, he's going to know that if he just picks a pack that are just going to run into South Africa, he's going to go nowhere. So uh, I think he's picked the right pack there. I would actually have gone for Tyke Byrne, though. This is not me being country biased. It might sound like it is, but I don't really care. I think he's had an excellent tour. He's looked very, very assured in the line-out. He's a very shrewd carrier. And he's very good over the ball as well. So I was quite surprised to see Courtney Laws uh, be picked at number six. I'd say for Courtney Laws, if there's one person uh, you would sort of send into into battle, if you were doing it gladiator style and you just could just send one man in, I'd, I'd send in Courtney Gatlin, Laws. Gatlin does love him as well. Yeah, he really does. It's, it's the tackling as well, is it? Let's be fair with Courtney Laws. He absolutely smashes people in that defence. If they're going to be going to be running them around the fringes, he will absolutely nail them, which is what South Africa like to do to people themselves. So I feel he is going up against them with that of, of proving the bit of power. But I agree again with Jack Conan. I, I'm a big fan of his. I think his ball handling is brilliant. For such a big guy, there's no way he's a one-dimensional player. You just have to look at the highlights of him from the Pro 14. Yeah. He's absolutely brilliant at offloading the ball. I think the guy deserves deserves a shout. And I know I've, I've thought it'd be Faletau and I would have wanted it to be Faletau, but I don't think this is a... Like a downgrade, I definitely don't because he's that good a player. Very clever trail runner as well. Mm. It's a fair shot, Andy. I'm, I'm, mate. If I come back to you, like we know, we know you wanted Hamish Watson in, but back row. Uh, but aside from that, back row thoughts. Yeah, I like Ali Price at uh, number nine. He's done a lot better during the uh, tour than uh, Conor Murray. He seems to be out of sorts at the moment. Yeah, uh, I've uh, Dan Bigger. I'm happy with him as well. I'm glad you brought up Ali Price. I should I should have mentioned that one because uh, that that came out of nowhere as well. If you if you go early in the tour, um, 
people wouldn't have had him on the radar and he, he, that is a selection on form now while I've got all three of you gentlemen here and um, in my capacity as a, a proud Englishman can I just ask you all why do you hate Owen Farrell I like him <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 oh you've I, all gone quiet now no Come no on. I know the general consensus is for rival rival fans of England to hate Owen Farrell, but I quite like him because he's the archetypal English player because he's he's northern and he's quite hard. Well, you can you can. I was going to say the I was going to say the list is easier to say what do you like about Owen Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, this 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 is one that bugs me. He's on the bench, fair enough, but I I just um. I just don't understand. You, you go on Twitter or you see online, you see the reaction of a lot of fans. There's just this um, palpable dislike of the guy. And he's an incredible rugby player. Can, can, yeah. can you try and justify it to me? He's one-dimensional. He's always setting his ways. Oh. And, and, say, and, yeah. and, go on, Andy. Oh, sorry, not Andy. Sorry, go on, Di. Beg your pardon. I think he's, I, he's the quintessential English fly off isn't he really good you're not going to get any any flair you're not going to see like your cipriani there's no maverick there it's like what you got with rob andrew what like you got with grayson like what you got with johnny wilkinson passes and kicks to a really really high standard yeah and does the basics well which is what english rugby's always been about in the in the 10 position so in that sense he's, he's brilliant with it do you, know what you also, do you know what you also get with, with Owen Farrell? You get a, a three-time Lions tourist, nearly 100 caps, three European titles, five premiership titles, European player of the year. You get a cap, a former Lions captains like Paul O'Connell, Sharon, Imrith Praise. You get Eddie Jones, Mark McCall, Stuart Lancaster, Warren Gatland, some of the most respected coaches and DORs in the game, all rating him and picking him. So, you know what else you get? You get a lot of questionable tackles. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, let me, change, let me change subject. That's quite enough for that. Uh, gents, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it and enjoy the game Saturday. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks very much. Nice one. And uh, yeah, commentary of that game, of course, here on TalkSport. Uh, build up gets underway from 4 pm and uh, commentary from 5 pm, which is the kickoff for the British and Irish Lions in South Africa. Test number one. It's going to be massive. It's the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. Uh, next, we're going to compare the Lions side we've just been talking about with the South Africans that will be waiting. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Alan Wynne-Jones, Ospreys, Wales. Seven minutes played, and the captain is down, and we're talking about Alan Wynne-Jones. We're talking about 148 Wales caps. Seven Lions test caps as a starter, plus two more as a replacement. Initial tour captain Alan Wynne-Jones will return to play with the squad after recovering from a shoulder injury. When you look at, at World Rugby's captains and, and guys that sort of will stand the test of time and we'll still be talking about in 40, 50 years' time, there's very few of them, uh, and he's right up there. It is incredible. Um, it shows the measure of the man. He must have been involved, I would say, in about 12 tackles then as a second man. So if there was any concerns about his shoulder, he's just thrown it into 12 separate contacts. I saw him trying to compete for the ball. He's shouting at other players to get up off the floor. He's, it looks like he's in a good place. It's Lions Daily. I'm Tim Cocker and uh, Talk Sports Alfie Reynolds. Is that is that the music from uh, The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, well, there's something of a superhero figure about Alan Wynn. No, there certainly is. That's a nice choice, that, mate. Um, and yeah, what a story it is. Alan Wynne-Jones looking out of the tour and his Lions, well, a very gl- a glittering story Lions career looking like it had come to an end on day one. And here he is captaining as we go into a test series. Um, and yeah, we've, we've had a lot of the focus on purely the Lions selection. That was the big news today with Warren Gatlin naming his 23-man squad. But let's just kind of uh, integrate the Springbok side that was named yesterday. And I'll tell you what we're going to do, Alfie. We're, we're going uh, to go... Shirt by shirt, unit by unit, and we're just going to kind of compare and contrast and just see who we'd pick if we could make a, a combined side out of the two 15s. Yeah, we know where we stand now, don't we? We, we All the kind of rumours and debate is over to a degree. We, we know the 23-man squads for, for both sides, and it's always interesting looking which players would get in the other... You know, if you, yeah. if you were combining them, you know, how good are, are each of these squads? So so we thought we'd go through and have a little look. I, th- I think this will be quite revealing into the areas of perhaps strength or weakness. I don't look many weaknesses across the two teams, but nevertheless, uh, let's start in the front row then. All right, well, starting with South Africa, you've got Oxen Che, Bongi Umbanambi and Trevor Niakane. Uh, so that's for the South Africans. For the Lions, Win Jones, Luke Cowan-Dickey and Tyg Furlong. If I had to take them purely as a three, yeah, I I never thought I would say this going into a, a test match against South Africa. I'd take that Lions front row, and I think I would agree with you. Which that's quite something. Although I'm going to caveat that and say, and this is maybe a, an element we need to watch for in the game, and it's why I think the Lions probably need to be ahead uh, when we go towards 50, 60 minutes. Is if I could pick any front row unit, I would pick the replacement South African front row unit of Stephen Kitsoff, 
Malcolm Marks and Franz Malherbe, I think that is the most frightening and devastating front row that is available to any either of the sides. I think it's arguably the most fascinating selection in that Springboks team is their replacement front row. I think most people would say is better than their starting front row. So let's just compare that with the Lions for a moment. Ken Owens, Rory Sutherland and Kyle Sinclair, given that those are the two front rows once the replacements are made that, that will be going up against each other. South Africa is surely going to have the edge there, you would have thought. You would think so. If you had to pick... The, the whole six of each and we're not just comparing the because the modern game is that th- these guys will play that the replacements will play close to half a game tends to be the way so if you had to pick a six as a unit you could only pick the Lions or South Africa which six would you go for? As a six I'd probably take the Lions You see uh, as a six I'm that frightened of the replacements mm. that I would probably take South Africa as a six unit so th- Actually, the fact that we're talking in those kind of terms suggests that maybe the Lions might have more parity than perhaps pre-tour we might have imagined they would. And also another point is Warren Gatland has reiterated today when speaking to the media how important the bench is. It kind of shows it, doesn't it? We've got the starting 15s, but then we've got all sorts of matchups on the bench that are going to be crucial as well. Yeah. Into the second row then. And who have we got? Uh, so let's start with the Lions this time. Mauro Otoje and Alan Wynne-Jones. Uh, and then for South Africa, Ibn Etzebeth and Franco Mostert. That is that is world-class through that, isn't it? For both sides. I mean, Lou Diaga on the bench mm. for for uh, South Africa as well. And you've got guys like RG, RG Snyman that aren't even in the, in the squad. Um, okay, well, I think he's he's not fit, is he? But um, nevertheless, I would if I had to choose, I would go Mauro Otoje and Ibn Etzebeth as my pair. Yeah, agreed if we were able to mix the squads. So if you, one of each? One of each. If you were having to select the starting pair, I'd be te- I'd go for South Africa, I think. Um, I, oh, I, I think I agree with you. It's close though, isn't it's it? It's very, Again, very it's close. really close. And Mario Toji is that much of a big game player. He, he might edge it for me, actually. Anyway, back row. Uh, so the back row for the Springboks is Sia Khaleesi, the captain coming back in, Peter Steftatoy and Quagga Smith. And for the Lions, it's Courtney Laws, Tom Curry and Jack Conan. OK, uh, Peter Steftatoy would be in, he's in the World 15 Agreed. in the back row. And I think Tom Curry would be the other flanker in a World 15 right now. Uh, uh, that's, that is a good shout, to be fair. So I think it would be the two of them because South Africa play with uh, the the number six. The open side plays wears six, and the blind side wears seven. So that they'd be a perfect pair of flankers for you. And uh, and then off, the, I think I would go with the the Lions back row as a three, though as incredible as Peter Steftatoy is, because I Quagga Smith is a small, diminutive number eight. He's a powerful, quick guy. Don't get me wrong, but he's not Dwayne Vermaelen. He's not. And yeah, if it was a choice between Jack Conan and Quagga Smith, I would pick Jack Conan at this moment in time yeah. but, but I, I still look at that Springboks back row as a th- and just the Detoy and Khaleesi on the flanks I, I rate Laws and Curry so much but if we're, if we're just looking at the flankers I, I'd be tempted to nudge towards the Springboks but then Khaleesi we haven't actually seen much of him have we and, and he has had COVID and things but I get what you're saying I think Peter Steph Detoy is arguably the best player in the world certainly best forward in the world so yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move into the back. So, so actually, I'd say it's fairly honours even across that pack, which I think that's a really good sign for the Lions. I do think it'd be really different if they had if their replacement front row was their front row. 
you know what I mean? That that would swing the whole pendulum. Maybe Razzy Rasmus and Jacques Nianber are, are kind of looking at it as that's going to be some real power coming off mm. the bench. But that maybe would change things. But into the backs then. So we have Ali Price and Dan Bigger as the 9 and 10 for the Lions. Uh, and then Faftaclerk and Andre Pollard for South Africa. So so I would take, of the of the two, I'd take Faftaclerk and Dan Bigger. So yeah, what, one of each. Agreed. Great. Brilliant. So that that's, well, that's interesting. So again, we'll talk to... Ross Hamilton, our uh, our uh, stats man, our performance analyst. Performance analyst. That's the words I was looking for. I Alfie. like the stats Thank man, you. though. Stats man. We should get the little scat man music. No, exactly. Let's, let's, <laughs> let me move on. Uh, so it'll be interesting to hear how he thinks the Lions and South Africa will play, whether it will be off nine or off ten, because possibly South Africa will play more off after Clerk and the Lions will play more off Dan Bigger, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. It'd be, it'd be very interesting to speak to Ross in terms of what his analysis is, is telling him for, for those positions. Should we go into the centres? Let's do, do it. Centers? Um, okay, so for South Africa, we've got Damien Dialande and I've lost my sheet. Lacanio Am, isn't it? Alande, yeah. Dialande and Lacanio Am. Uh, and then for the Lions, Robbie Henshaw and Elliot Daly. Uh, this, uh, uh, this is what I picked for the Lions beforehand this is the, the pair I wanted in the centre so I'm pleased about that nonetheless I'm picking both of those South Africans uh, Lacanio Am's been absolutely class uh, Robbie Henshaw is incredible he's been injured and uh, and he's only easing his way back into form so on that basis I, yeah I, I would pick the two of them although it, it's tight but yeah I, that's quite a frightening area for South Africa potentially I, yeah, I I agree. I I feel you know with Henshaw, had we seen more of him and he not had the injury worries, then I think he'd be in the conversation more for if you were looking at a combined fifteen. But certainly at the moment, yeah, I, I would probably be tempted to to go towards the Springboks. Back three is fascinating, Tim. I think. Yeah, well, Cheslin Colby gets in your in a world fifteen, and he would get in a combined side, surely. Yeah. So we've got Cheslin Colby, uh, Mapimpi is back in for South Africa as well, and then Vili Larue at fullback. Uh, and then Duan van der Merwe, Anthony Watson, Stuart Hogg for the Lions. So if I was picking a combined side, I would go Watson, Colby, Hogg. Same. So that's two Lions in a back three. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, as a combination, though, that South Africa team, they're so good, aren't they? Heading into the World Cup final, looking at, was it Johnny May and Watson? Were they the wingers for England? Like mm. you, you maybe wouldn't have had too much to choose between them comparing them with South Africa, but we saw how, how that game turned out. So who knows what's going to happen? But I think the point here, Tim, is it seems maybe a little bit more even than, than we perhaps thought it would have been. Yeah, and that is, I find, I'm coming off the back of that feeling very encouraged, actually, and not fearing what South Africa bring as much as I'm now excited about the damage that the Lions could do. So uh, bring on Saturday, mate. It's teed up nicely, isn't it? it oh. It's set up really, really nicely. And I think also, Tim, there, there's a bigger element of an unknown with this Lions tour. The unknown of the games now all happening in Cape Town, does that give an advantage to the Lions? Yes, the 100%. Well, yeah. And then the unknown of there not being the fans or the travelling sea of red, but also the South African fans. South Africa haven't played much. There are so many question marks, I think, that, as I say, I think it's teed up really nicely for that yeah. first test on Saturday. It really is. You're listening to the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. And we're going to go into that Lions camp next. doesn't change anything you know if they want to name their team early then crack on you know, it doesn't change what we do I, I don't see it as a massive deal if I'm honest we just felt that listen moving it earlier or probably easier uh, to get it out of the way I've just seen 
on the Times Twitter feed ha- has filed an exclusive of what he thinks the Lions team will be. I would be chuffed if there are three Scots because it's, it's yeah, it's what the Lions is all about. Well, it was a robust debate. We're an hour and a half in selection. It was the hardest selection meeting I've ever been in. It's the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. And yeah, here we are again, arguing over a lion's side. I've been waiting four years for this. Let the arguments rage in pubs and front rooms across the land. And uh, that was just a few of the voices who've had their say on the Lions Daily in the last few days. And today, Warren Gatlin named his 23-man squad to take on South Africa. And remember, here is the place to get commentary of the match. Well, TalkSport, actually. But across the TalkSport network, we've got you back on all of it. On TalkSport on Saturday afternoon from 4 o'clock, we'll have build-up. 5pm, the kickoff for that massive first test in Cape Town. And it might not be the same atmosphere around the Lions Tour this year, but we'll be around the country, including with our reporter Nick Heath. He'll be at the Standoff Pub in Exeter. Alfie Reynolds, that's the that's the pub owned by uh, Gareth Steenson, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. And uh, Nick, Nick will have alongside him some, some players well-known to Exeter Chiefs fans, Carl Rimmer and uh, current player Tom Hendrickson as well. Uh, and that is just a small part of the coverage we have got planned for the first test. Now, one thing we haven't heard from... Warren Gatland on so far is his team being leaked to the press which happened yesterday during Lions Daily he said he was disappointed that was the case I don't know how that happened it wasn't 100% right but obviously someone's leaked that out uh, whether that's on purpose or accidentally or someone's betrayed someone's trust you know whether that's a player or or a staff member um, so what I'll do next week is just name the team to the players and then and then name the team to the press straight away not a happy man, <laughs> Warren Gatlin, and rightly so as well. Uh, yeah, that took the kind of wind out of the sails a little bit from the Lions. The, the fact that, particularly when you compare it to South Africa, who was so assertive in naming their side two days early. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Warren Gatlin would have been fuming, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think that's safe to say. He'd yeah. been absolutely fuming, and I do wonder what the mood is like within the camp at the moment. I mean, I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's bad, but you just feel like clearly it wasn't what they were planning. South Africa made quite a big deal about naming their squad early. We were speculating of whether that was any sort of mind games. They said it wasn't. It was just the players knew, so we may as well tell everyone else about it. And it's proved to be a really good move as well, hasn't it? Because as we've seen with the Lions, all of a sudden the players get told somehow it's been leaked out. It was out in the Times yesterday and then they've had to bring forward the squad announcement by a day. So it's a little bit messy for the Lions. Well, albeit there was one change... Uh, in the leaked side on the bench, there was Ian Henderson. Now there's Liam Williams. Here's my here's my uh, my theory. I reckon Warren Gatlin might have done a Game of Thrones thing, where uh, I think it was Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. He he gave different bits of information to different people. Yes, <laughs> to try and find out who the spy spy in the camp is. That's a very. I was wondering when you said Game of Thrones. I was wondering what reference you're going for, Tim. That's one of the more niche ones. But yeah, absolutely right. I quite like that. Yeah, not only a rugby nose. Uh, Game of Thrones as well, if you like. That's fine. Uh, now let's hear from uh, the the captain. He's been chatting with Andrew McKenna. Has um, uh, sorry, Warren Gatland about the captain. Uh, and while Warren Gatland was chatting to Andrew McKenna, uh, he uh, Macca asked him about Alan Wynne Jones, captain in the side, and about his leader. Alan Wynne will become the first player of the pro era to play ten Lions Test matches. What does that say about him? That he's old. Uh, <laughs> He's been around for a while. You know, look, that's a, that's a, you know, fantastic, you know, achievement for anyone. You know, not, 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 a, not just playing your first test match, but to, to play 10. So, 
uh, you know, it's a fantastic, and you know, I just think it shows what what he's been as a player. But I have to say, you know, for not just for Alan Wynn, but for this whole squad being out here and playing for the Lions, it means a huge amount to them. And you know, to see someone like who was desperate to to get back and to rehab and to want to be out here to to represent the Lions again, it just shows a lot about him as a person, but also what the Lions means to to Alan Wynn, and not, and not just him, but to everybody. Warren Gatland speaking about his captain, Alan Wynne-Jones. I, I didn't know Warren Gatland had those uh, very dry one-liners in him. That was very funny. What, what, what does it mean What does it mean uh, that Alan Wynne-Jones is playing again? He's old. Love it. I think it's the second time on tour, Tim. Haven't we had a press conference where Warren Gatland has made a joke and then he's kind of laughed at his own joke and I'm absolutely <laughs> here for it. I find, think it's absolutely hilarious. And his comic timing's quite good as well. That long pause there, you were looking at me all of a sudden thinking, Has, is this interview still playing? Yeah, no, it was good stuff from Warren Gatton today. Also, uh, I believe I'm correct in saying from our reporters who were completely across the press conference that it was the first smile from Warren Gatland uh, at that line and that question from Macca there. As you can imagine, with the team being leaked and everything, uh, not necessarily the happiest of men probably going into having to do his media duty today but that brought a little smile to him so that's good to see and good on you Maka uh, for that as well well let's hear from the captain himself then Alan Wynn he explained that he leapt at the chance of a possible return to the squad after getting injured in that first warm-up game against Japan to be honest with you there weren't many many uh, thoughts I could probably share with you but um, it was a quick couple of phone calls to get all the apparatus I needed to um, to start the recovery ready for the, the next day and you know I made sure I didn't dwell on that um, and the situation for too long it was about being proactive and, and starting the recovery and, and you know that's what I did and I guess that's why I'm here that's why Alan Wynne Jones is there it, it, what an absolute war horse of a man and that's the story he's now created for himself in the last couple of months when you add that to the story that he's created over his whole career through his actions uh, it he's it, gonna it's gonna be someone you would follow into battle and on a on an occasion like this one of the biggest occasions in rugby union for years since the Rugby World Cup. This, it's massive that he's there. Yeah, and providing he gets through the game, maybe even not if he gets through the game, maybe it's already cemented, but I think this will be an iconic Lions moment, almost regardless of what happens in the Test Series. Alan Wynne-Jones dislocating his shoulder in seven minutes into the first warm-up game, recovering in a couple of weeks to get back to captain the side in the first test in South Africa. It, I mean, it is the stuff of movies, isn't it? I, I just hope he goes well. I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he's absolutely primed. And it was interesting to hear him there, Tim, in, in terms of how emotional he is and also how dark a moment that probably was for him when after the Japan game, he saw the whole squad that he was supposed to be the captain of flying off to South Africa without him a couple of dark days, then hearing he might be able to get back in time. He's like, right, let's go. He does absolutely everything that he could do to to be out there and he's got his just rewards. Well, the thing about the Lions that, that you see from the documentaries you hear from players is that it takes you to places that you've never been before psychologically as much as anything and you, and you get to some dark places and I'm sure being confronted with the the possible reality that his Lions days were over means he's, he's going to grasp that chance even more and, uh, and be inspirational for the side I'll tell you what uh, before we round up today's uh, Lions Daily let, let's hear from Warren Gatland on one of the real positive stories from his Lions side the resurgence of Scotland as a as a rugby team and with the strides they're making, getting so many players in his matchday squad. The important thing is about, yeah, there's there's been improvement, but then it's about also making sure you continue winning those big games. And that's what that's what really matters. And then hopefully winning winning titles and players knowing how to 
winning finals or winning grand slams or win championships and stuff. And that's when you get you take you're able to take your team to the next level. And I think they're in the the, the process at the moment, the mid process of developing some depth and some real depth in their squad. And, and then hopefully they're able to continue to build on that. And that's the thing and the challenge for for Scotland going forward. But there's They've definitely made improvements over the last four or five years. There's no doubt about that. Warren Gatland talking about Scotland and the strides that they have made. Five men in the 23-man squad to take on South Africa. More than actually toured with the Lions four years ago. Alfie, it's some story, isn't it? Yeah, and it is a big story. We, we could be flippant about this, can't we? But I think for Scotland and for Scotland fans over the last couple of decades, there, there probably has been a little bit of being a little bit alienated from the Lions because there hasn't been that Scottish contingent. And we heard Warren Gatland there. We, he spoke about it at the squad announcement as well, that he wants to see players and how they play under pressure. I think it was it was four years before that. Do you remember when Scotland went to Twickenham in the Six Nations? They were on a great run of form and they came up against England. I think England put 60 points on them. And Warren Gatland's spoken about that moment as he looked at that and how those players dealt with pressure. And it was a part of the reason of why there wasn't a big Scottish contingent in his Lions squad. That's changed now. Scotland have changed. And, and you look at the players in that team um, and you look at the the influence of the coaching group as well, which is a reflection of how well Scotland is doing as a nation. And for all of us, I think it's great. Will Greenwood was saying the same yesterday, wasn't he? That he would be delighted if the league team, which it turns out was correct. Uh, and it's great to see those Scot- Scottish players in there. Yeah, and it probably says everything about where Scotland have got themselves. That Andy, our Scotland fan who was uh, having a chat earlier, when I said, you've got three guys in the squad, how good? He's like, no, I wanted four. Where's Hamish Watson in the start? First thing he said. <laughs> Brilliant, I love it. Uh, this is the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. And thank you very much for listening today. Don't forget, you can listen in podcast form. You can listen again on the TalkSport app or go and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And TalkSport will have commentary of every test match between South Africa and the British and Irish Lions. The first test kicks off at 5pm on Saturday. Next on TalkSport 2, Sports Bar Daily. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.